0: Manna or Meatloaf, Episode 45, Valentine's, Push and Pull. Hello, hello. I was going to start out by saying hi today just to throw things for a loop, but it's kind of tradition. It didn't even feel right. So here we are. And tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Yeah, I may be 11th houring it yet again. But it is what it is, and I'm here, and tomorrow we're celebrating all of the loved ones in our lives. So I was thinking a lot about a conversation that I had with my friend Galen this past week, and it made me think about those loving relationships we have in our lives, not just the loved ones that are spouses but the loves that are our children and those friendships that are loving and building and fulfilling. After all, it is all about the love tomorrow, right? So anyway, Galen was telling us the secret of her wonderful lifelong marriage, and she brought up the fact that it's all about push and pull, like the Pioneer Handcart song. Sometimes we have to push and sometimes we have to pull. You don't remember the song? Well then, allow me. <laughs> it goes from the children's hymn book, page 220. When pioneers moved to the West with courage strong, they met the test. They pushed their hand carts all day long, and as they pushed, they sang the song. For some must push and some must pull as we go marching up the hill. So merrily on our way we go until we reach the valley Oh, You remember it. And now you'll have nightmares about it. <laughs> Oh, in every relationship of our lives, there is a tremendous amount of give and take, isn't there? A lot of pushing and pulling. Many years ago, I was serving in a calling with some of the most phenomenal women, and I remember telling a counselor of mine during a particularly difficult time in her life when she felt bad about slacking in her calling and feeling like she dropped the ball. I told her that our service together put us on the same team, and sometimes it's just like a basketball game. Sometimes we're feeling really good out there and hitting all of our shots and the whole entire game, while others sit the bench and bring other things to the team like support and encouragement. The fact is, I had my turn to sit the bench not long after, and she got plenty of time to play. That's how life kind of works, right? And it's definitely how good loving relationships work. So if I were to write down a list of things I think are very important in strengthening our relationships for my children and posterity, which... What do you know? I'm doing that. (laughs) They would include several things that I've learned through my life from trial and sometimes error. The first is to prioritize. Are we investing and making deposits of valuable time into those relationships and making that investment a priority? Are we putting at the forefront of our minds some of the decisions that would help us prioritize our relationships just a little better? When our kids were still home, I tried to make every ball game, tennis match, and dance recital an important priority. Now I get to reprioritize and focus more on my husband, our goals together, and our families that no longer live with us. Do you remember when the church used to have commercials on TV? I remember the one that said, family, it's about time. Well, making time for those we love may be the very best investment of our time. To add to that, managing expectations can be key to strengthening our relationships as well because we don't always have the same priorities and expectations as others all the time, right? For example, a friendship that assumes there will be an equal investment of time will be sorely disappointed if her new friend works full-time and has a consuming list of responsibilities. Honestly, evaluating and talking about expectations can save every type of relationship. I remember when we had a couple of young kids. We were going to school across the country, and we were only able to get home to see our parents and extended families a few times a year. After a few days on one of those visits, I remember my sweet mom gently telling me that she expected me to pick up after our active four and one-year-old a little better. And you know what? I ended up really appreciating that. Sometimes I think we go back to our parents' homes or maybe the homes that we were raised in, and somehow we feel like we're on vacation. Am I right? Well, I had certainly done that. Her honesty about what she expected from me alleviated built-up resentment on her part and a stronger sense of responsibility on mine. Being flexible also goes along with expectations. If we expect to get things done while the baby naps, the reality is that may not get done. If you rearrange your schedule to pick up your child from practice and they catch a ride home with a friend, the point is they still made it home. If you put all your hopes on something working out just right, someone responding the way you'd like, or the appliances continuing to work perfectly and they don't, You get to choose whether you have a come undone or be flexible and learn to roll, and I highly recommend the latter celebrating one another is one of the biggies. And that shouldn't come as a surprise now that you know there's a crazy cheerleader inside of me. Oh, so many times. Unfortunately, we let competition or comparison get in the way of meaningful relationships. It's been said that comparison is the thief of joy, and I couldn't agree more. We should be celebrating the success of those we love. We should genuinely and sincerely be happy for the good fortunes and accomplishments of others. Building and celebrating others' successes never diminishes our own. Or as Napoleon Hill stated, quote, one of the sanest, surest, and most generous joys of life comes from being happy over the good fortune of others, end quote. Selflessness seems like a great piggyback for celebrating others now, doesn't it? There was a BYU devotional once titled Selflessness, Selfishness, given by William R. Bradford in October of 1981, and I love what he so eloquently said, Quote, "'Selflessness is a marvelous virtue. It embraces the true spirit of companionship. It is the very essence of friendship. It is the portrayer of true love and oneness in humanity.'" End quote. In contrast, just as those things that we're talking about promote healthy, loving relationships, selfishness can, over time, starve them. Again, I quote Brother Bradford. Quote, There is no happiness in selfishness. It is a sin. Its products are misery and loneliness. It alienates companions and develops enmity in human relationships. Selfishness and greed put into the heart of Cain by Satan caused our first parents, Adam and Eve, to mourn before the Lord for him and his brethren. It was Cain's selfishness that caused him to bind himself up to Satan and, to get gain, murder his brother Abel. Selfishness inspired the children of Israel to their indulgences as they drank and played and corrupted themselves around the idol of the golden calf. Only selfishness could have induced Judas to betray the holy, selfless Lord. Selfishness is the basic substance, the raw material, if you will, out of which are produced almost all other sins that Satan has introduced upon the earth. Under his skillful management, this insidious element manifests itself in such a myriad of ways that almost no one escapes its influence. In its subtlety, it can camouflage itself to our senses with such proficiency that we are often oblivious to its presence. Its magnetic tentacles stretch out and and draw to itself every indulgence that can block us on our quest for exaltation. End quote. Holy cow! <laughs> that makes a few of my self-serving desires wither a bit. I don't know about you. Oh my goodness, that's powerful. President Russell M. Nelson reminds us that one of the secrets to a happy marriage is unselfishness. He said, quote, above all, do not be selfish generate a spirit of selflessness and generosity, celebrate and commemorate each day together as a treasured gift from heaven, end quote. That was in his 2006 general conference address titled Nurturing Marriage. And again, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland said in his talk Created for Greater Things, quote, true love blooms when we care more about another person then we care about ourselves. That is Christ's great atoning example for us, and it ought to be more evident in the kindness we show, the respect we give, and the selflessness and courtesy we employ in our personal relationships. End quote. And last in a long list of things we could talk about that will help us foster more loving relationships is forgiveness. While many sermons have been preached on the healing power of forgiveness, I love the quote by Suzanne Simon that President James E. Faust once used. She said, quote, Forgiveness is freeing up and putting to better use the energy once consumed by holding grudges, harboring resentments, and nursing unhealed wounds. It is rediscovering the strengths we always had and relocating our limitless capacity to understand and accept other people and ourselves." Don't you love that? Oh my gosh. So this Valentine's Day, while we're focusing on the loves that we celebrate in our lives, whether we're striving to build a stronger marriage, deeper relationships with family members, or more caring and loving friendships, we know there will be hills and valleys. We will sometimes have to be the encouraging force in a relationship for a time while others sit the bench, and then surely they will be pulling us from our own struggles. And isn't that the beauty of love, the joy of having human companions? companionship and close personal relationships is one of the ultimate beauties of the great plan of happiness and salvation. So will you do me a favor this week and write a list of your most meaningful relationships? It's something Doug and I are planning on doing tomorrow. Now go over every single one of them and add what you might be able to do to strengthen that relationship, that love. I hope in some way my thoughts this week gave you pause to think. I go back once again to my conversation with Gay Lynn and the perspective she shared about the push and pull, the give and take, the hills and valleys that are always part of those relationships, and it's stirring in me a new rendition of the Handcart song. Ooh, brace yourself, this is sure to be a top hit. Are you ready? When love rolls on, we do our best with courage strong. We meet the test, we push our lives and loves along. And as we do, we sing this song. For some must push and some must pull as we go marching up the hill. So merrily on our way we go until we reach the valley. Oh, okay. I hope we can all celebrate the loving relationships in our lives. And not only this Valentine's Day, but throughout the week. And. Oh my goodness, all of our lives have a wonderful Valentine's Day.